Welcome to the Heal and Expand podcast. I'm your host, Yaro K. Buchans, clinically trained therapist, healing artist, and leadership mentor. In my world, healing is the gateway to expansion and your personal power is gold. Join me on a journey through the holy trinity of healing, psychological, spiritual, and somatic, using a combination of storytelling, psychoeducation, and ancient wisdom, we will excavate and explore what it means and how to heal and expand. Thank you for being here. And hello, we're going to talk about trauma-informed manifestation today. And the reason that I feel so passionately about trauma-informed manifestation is that I spent many, 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 many years feeling triggered by the word manifestation. So just a side note, your triggers are always yours. We defend against them because it doesn't feel safe in our body to admit or own that they are ours, but they are always yours. Literally always. I'm going to turn that down. They are always yours. And that's hard to sit with. That is not what this episode is about. This episode is about trauma-informed manifestation, not your triggers, but your triggers are key when it comes to living your life. Because if you are walking around reactive and triggered and unable to actually create your life and be led, be the leader in your life, you are not able to manifest. So I posted a reel about my manifestation story. And I used to be so triggered when people would tell me they manifested something. I would have a reaction in my body that was like, oh, like anger, immediate anger, because I believed so fully in manifestation. I believed that we are able to create our life. I believe that our energetic vibration is what draws in what we need. And sometimes what we need is to heal. And so sometimes what we draw in is something that is going to help us to heal. If we resist that, if we project out, if we blame, if we deny, if we do not get radically honest about what the thing is, usually it's relationships almost always, be it through a lover, a partner, or a friend, a parent, a boss, a coworker, always we are learning through our relationships. And what we do in this society is we tend to shame what we call toxic or dysfunctional relationships or we say that we have an emotional addiction, which we might. However, humans are humans. And if you have strong feelings for another human, there is some sort of karmic connection there. There is some sort of tie there. There is some sort of reason why that person is in your life. And when you're able to get still and get radically honest and do the healing that you need to do, the dynamic will shift. Either you guys will heal together and you'll be together in whatever that means, friendship, partners, whatever, parents, bosses, jobs, whatever that means, or you will heal and you will shift and expand. We get so stuck in our attachments, and I'll get to why this is related to manifestation in a moment. We get so stuck in our attachments and we will choose authentic or attachment over authenticity for perceived safety. So back to manifestation, I used to get so triggered by it and I believed in it. That was why it was so triggering for me because I absolutely believed that everything that we do, we are creating. We are creating our lives actively all the time. And we have so much trauma. We have so many wounds. Like I spoke about this in the Power of Honoring You Masterclass. Just take a moment and think about the history of humans. Think about the famine and the violence and the... uh, you know, just trauma and abuse and neglect and 
the poverty, there's so much trauma in the history of being a human. No matter what race, gender, whatever, everyone collectively has experienced massive trauma, some more than others. And so if you are able to just sit with and think about your own lineage for a minute and how much trauma there has been there, and then think about your soul, whether you relate to being an old soul or a new soul or a mid-level soul, wherever you think feel you fall on that range, if you believe in that, I definitely do believe in that. Some of us have been alive for many, 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 many lifetimes. So we have so much karmic trauma, so much ancestral trauma, so much this current life trauma to work through. And how we work through that is through our experiences in life. And so when we are living life and we are wanting to manifest, we first have to feel safe to manifest. And so this is where I banged my head against a wall for a really long time. I was on a healing journey for, I don't know, like 18 years at this point. I started it very young. Many of you who know me know my story. I found my spiritual self on the dance floor of a rave when I was 19 years old. And so it's very young. And I really, in that moment, I felt through my whole being, the oneness of everything. It was an enlightenment experience. Like I, I felt everything and infinity all in that moment, taking that and living in the world in that way at 19 years old is almost impossible. I had a lot of this life learning to do. And so I knew that in my soul, I knew that in my being, and then I had to go out into the world and I had to live and I had to be in what I call the real world. Um, I'm using air quotes right now for those of you listening to the podcast and who are not on the Instagram. I had to be in the real world, which came with a lot of trauma and a lot of learning and a lot of recognizing where I didn't feel safe to be my full, most powerful, most authentic self. And so here I was on this healing journey. I was doing yoga, acupuncture, meditation. I was doing all the healing things that I thought I needed to do in order to become fully sovereign, fully a leader in my life and fully capable of being a healer. That took me a longer time to get to that point where I actually wanted to be a healer. For a long time, I hid writing fiction because it felt safer. I have a lot of past life trauma, I've been told, from being killed as a healer. And so owning that in this lifetime, I've had a lot of resistance to it. It took me until 2014 to fully own it. I had been teaching yoga for about 10 years at that point. And I finally was like, oh, this is my path. This is what I have to do. This is like what's in my soul and in my being. And I have fully committed to it. However, I went to grad school and I was still kind of banging my head against the wall, unable to manifest, unable to really create what I wanted to create, unable to create this big vision that I have for my life and to feel as though I have the influence that I want to have in the world. And I would get really bitter and resentful and frustrated when people would talk about manifestation because I could not understand if I believe in this, why can't I create it? If I believe in this, if I know this is true, what's actually happening for me and what was actually happening for me. And I had this download during a chanting session is I didn't feel safe to manifest. So you might be wondering why, why didn't I feel safe to manifest? Well, I didn't feel safe to manifest because I had too many attachments in my life that I was scared to shift. I was interconnected with my people, right? And there was usually some romantic person who I was tethered to. And I, it felt really scary. Like if I actually step into this power, what is this going to look like in my dynamics in my life? So my attachment wound was winning. I 
classically had anxious attachment, which is attaches on very graspy, very scared of loss and abandonment, even perceived abandonment. And so in order to manifest, I have had to heal my trauma, my attachment wound, my nervous system. And so what did that look like? That looked like me learning to create internal safety so that I felt safe to lead in my life, no matter how it affected my relationships. And that's not meant to sound selfish. We talked a lot about this in the power of honoring you. It's not selfish. It's what is my soul's calling and how am I sacrificing myself for my attachment relationships? And this can be so subtle and so unconscious that we don't even realize we're doing it because we are attachment-based creatures. Scientifically, we are attachment-based creatures. We need other humans to survive. We need connection, especially when we're little babies, right? Think about a baby. Baby can't survive on its own. A baby needs other humans. So we're attachment-based creatures and we attach consciously or unconsciously, and we live in a traumatized and addicted world. And so when we live in a traumatized and addicted world and you go into a space and you're like, I have big dreams. I believe we create our life. And how do people respond to you? And then what do you do in the response to them? Do you get small? Do you shrink? Do you then feel like you have to hide who you are to fit in? And when we do that, which most of us will, because we just want connection, we want to be seen, we want to be heard, we want to be held. And that's tiny us. That's little us. Not that our adult selves don't want to feel validated, don't want to feel heard, don't want to feel appreciated, but we are able to validate ourselves when we are coming from our most powerful selves. When we're coming from tiny us, from those attachment wounds, from the trauma, and we're feeling like, oh, I have to move with the herd if I'm going to be safe, right? That goes back to like ancient tribal times where you needed to be with the tribe or else you would die. That was real. That lives in our body. Your body remembers that. So in order to shift that, you actually have to show your body that you're safe to be you. You're safe to show up as your most powerful self. And until you are showing up as your most powerful self, it's going to be nearly impossible to manifest the life you want and for it to feel how you want it to feel. Because here's the thing. We're constantly manifesting, whether it be good or bad. It's just what thoughts are going up into the quantum field and what energetic vibration are we emitting in the world? So as I had this download during a chanting session, and I realized that in order to manifest, I had to feel safe to manifest because here I was trying to create a vision for my life. And I've told this story many times in many different places, but I was trying to create a vision for my life and I literally couldn't see it. And I was blown away by this. I had been healing for 18 years. I had just graduated for, with my master's in counseling and depth psychology. I had so many big visions, big dreams. I knew in my being that I was connected to my purpose as a healer as a mentor, as a leader, but I couldn't step into that power. I was too scared. And so as I was doing the chanting, chanting brings you back into your vagus and back into your ventral system. So you're, you become connected to connection, home and joy and love your ventral system and your nervous system. So you get out of scarcity and survival and connect to your ventral system so that you can create from a space of abundance and expansion. And so I think chanting led me to this. I truly believe that that chanting connected me enough to my oneness of everything and my abundance and my expansion that I was actually able to see this. And so I, when I realized I have to feel safe to manifest, I was like, wow. 
Safety is not a word I've ever connected to. Safety is a word that I've always associated with boring, right? Or complacent. We need safety above anything else as humans. So if you don't feel safe to do something, I want to shut down my Slack because it is loud. If you don't feel safe to do something, then you will stay small, stay stuck, stay broke, binge Netflix, scroll on Instagram, obsess, judge, compare. All of those things that you do are you being disconnected from yourself. And these phones are literally designed to keep us addicted, right? So I am grateful for it in so many capacities because it allows for me to share. And also I have to be very mindful with the phone because I will just go down rabbit holes. And I'm a projector in human design and a projector sees, right? Projectors, we are, if you know human design, we see everything. And so because I see everything and I wasn't giving my gifts to the world, I became very judgmental, very overly analytical, over-intellectualizing. My brain moves like a million miles a minute. And when it's not utilized, when it's not expressed, it can be very dark and shadowy in there. And I can, it can, the shadow side of that is overanalyzation, obsessing, criticism, judgment, and those were all protectors that I was utilizing to keep me safe from feeling the big pain I needed to feel in my body that was stored in there from, you know, karmic years, ancestral trauma, and just from my childhood. Just from being a human in this life, tiny Yarrow needed to feel seen, heard, and held. Tiny Yarrow needed to know she was safe so that adult Yarrow could be her most powerful self. And so if we don't feel safe, we can't manifest because if we don't feel safe, we're going to like, if you sit and you, so just sit for a second and try to visualize what you want for your life. And then if it's too far off, and your brain goes to a how, it's either too big or not big enough. So for me, in terms of manifesting to feel safe to manifest, I had to start really small, like with a certain financial goal every month. And then with no time limit on when that was going to happen, because once you put a time limit on it, you're just done for. Once you put a time limit on it, your brain's like, and then if you don't meet it, you immediately think that you can't trust yourself. And we have so much self-trust to learn as is. We break promises to ourselves all the time. And so one of the things that I have really integrated is my word is the law. I have dedicated to a 365-day real challenge. I'm on day four, so not very far in, but my word is the law. And in 2019, October 2019, I dedicated my, I committed and dedicated myself to a thousand days of Kundalini Kriyas. And I completed that. I still do them. I never missed a day. That builds so much self-trust. That shows your body, shows your nervous system that you can trust yourself, that you can believe in yourself, that you're going to show up for yourself and you're going to commit to yourself. So when you have trust to build with yourself, when you have keeping of your word to yourself to build, you got to start small. So your nervous system, if you go too big, it's going to blow your nervous system out. This is trauma-informed manifestation. You can't go too big because your nervous system is going to get terrified and then it's going to either shut down or it's going to get into like frenetic action, overdoing, overworking, over everything mode, and you're going to burn yourself out. So you want to start small. 
what are three small things that you could manifest? So when I was first doing this, it was like a cabin in the woods with sheepskin rugs and this certain perfume and wearing silk pajamas at night. Things that felt good to me. I know these are material things that I'm talking about because the other things came after. I first just needed to connect to a feeling of things, right? So when you're manifesting, it's a it's an intention, a clear intention and an elevated emotion. And for those of you who've listened, I have a podcast episode about how survival mode and gratitude cannot exist in the same space. And this is the same thing with manifestation. You can't be in survival mode and be manifesting. Um, and what do you mean? Mine is that which one is the same? Let me know. Um, so you can't be in survival mode and manifesting because it, you, you're going to manifest the bad things. You have to bring yourself back to regulation. You have to do some healing. You have to connect back to you first. So trauma is disconnection from the self. And so when you're healing your trauma, you want to bring yourself Oh, I love that cabin in PJs. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> um, I love silk pajamas. They're just the best. So you have to bring yourself back to regulation. You have to bring yourself back to connection first, because if you're trying to manifest from a dysregulated state, you're going to be manifesting a dysregulated and chaotic life. We are so addicted to chaos and drama. Just think about the TV shows that are on. Just think about what we get sucked into, what we get addicted to. We get addicted to our stress hormones, to the adrenaline, to the cortisol, and we don't know that's happening. There's nothing boring about being you. You just have to show your nervous system that it's safe to be connected because when you're connected, when you're in your ventral system, most of the time, so your nervous system is supposed to be flexible, moving from ventral to sympathetic to dorsal, ebbing and flowing. Maybe there's a blended state of ventral and sympathetic. That's when you're playing. That's when you're laughing. That's when you're dancing. Maybe there's a blended state of dorsal and ventral. That's when you're in meditation. That's when you're in a relaxed state. So your nervous system is not supposed to be rigid in one place. You want a flexible nervous system. And when you have a flexible nervous system, you are able to connect back to ventral and to come back to that space of connection, joy, and abundance. And that is the place you want to manifest from. So when you heal your nervous system and process your trauma, you feel the big pain that needs to be felt because those addictive behaviors, those survival mechanisms, us running around, overdoing, overthinking, overworking over all the things is us avoiding feeling the feelings that need to be felt. And so here's what happens. We have feelings, all of us, those wild feelings, as a woman in my mastermind calls them, and we just love it. Wild feelings will get us every time. And they don't tell us what they're doing. And so we have them, and we had them in childhood. And most of the time, we did not have someone who could properly attune to us. And so then we shoved them in our body somewhere. And we did not feel safe to feel them. And so what did we do instead? We developed addictive behaviors. Maybe it was watching TV. Maybe it was eating sugar. Maybe it was overthinking. Maybe we developed some obsessive compulsive behaviors. Maybe we got anxiety as children because this happens. And then we avoided the emotions. And then we grow up and these things just continue on. Maybe we had developed some substance addiction. Maybe we have shopping addiction or food addiction, whatever it might be, because we don't know how to feel the feelings. And so they get stuck in our body and they create blockage. 
And because they create blockage, we can't manifest what we want to manifest. We're always manifesting, but we're not manifesting what we want to manifest. And so what will happen is we will have relationships come into our lives that are meant for us to heal. This is a hard one to sit with because sometimes those relationships feel really heavy and really painful and really toxic. And I'm using air quotes because I'm not such a big believer in that word because it's another human. And that other human is also traumatized and addicted and you are traumatized and addicted. And in our relationships, our wounds will come forward so that we can heal them. And when our wounds come forward and we're able to heal them, we're able to then shift into a different energetic vibration. This is why relational healing is so powerful. Sometimes we need holding. Sometimes we need mirroring. We need reflection. We need to feel safe to go on the journey of our healing because we will push it back because it doesn't feel safe to feel the feelings, right? And so when the feelings get pulled forward, maybe you get activated by your attachment wound and you literally feel like, literally feel like you're dying. You want to sit with what's actually happening for me. Where am I perceiving abandonment? What is the emotion? Where does it live in my body? Because you got to release it from your body because that blockage from that emotion is blocking you from manifesting and creating your life. So when you're able to feel that emotion and you're able to move it through your body, you clear space, you shift your energetic vibration, and it's the most powerful thing you could ever do in your life. And you can't manifest without this. So a lot of people are like, oh, I heard about this thing manifesting. I'm just going to say an affirmation every day. And then your brain's like, that's not true. You can't do that. How are you going to do that? How are you going to create that? Where's that going to come from? And then you're done for. So I have to be very careful with this because my brain is brilliant. And there, there are pluses and minuses to that because I do a lot of thinking a lot, all the time. I have had to do so much training of my brain. I spent I've been doing yoga since I was 23, so 21 year, years now, because I turned 44 on Wednesday, which is crazy to think about, an angel number year though. So I've had to do so much training of my brain. I used to spend hours in the yoga room just to get out of my brain, because my brain, I had anxiety, I had OCD. Those I healed through yoga, through meditation, through acupuncture. The sneakier ones, the more subtle ones, I had to be in relational healing to heal those. I had to be in a safe container. I had to be with someone who was going to hold safe space for me while also calling me out on my bullshit because thank you. I'm excited for my birthday. I love birthdays so, so much. They are my favorite thing ever. I had so much so many sneaky, subtle ways that I would not take radical account accountability for my own life. And I didn't even realize I was doing this. It was just a way that I was staying safe. And so the more that I have been brought back to myself, had things reflected back to me, been able to recognize all of the ways that I am not leading my life, the more I have been able to heal my trauma and my nervous system and my attachment wound and really connect to the infinite power of who I am, the more I have been able to actually manifest from a place of an elevated emotion. I've been able to connect to that gratitude. I've been able to connect to bliss and to joy. And when I had the spiritual awakening, when I was on the dance floor of a, floor of a rave at 19, I felt all of those elevated emotions and I carried them with me. But we live in a world where we have to process our trauma. We don't live in the oneness of existence. We live in a three-dimensional world. And so to carry 
that one-dimensional existence into a three-dimensional world will ask you to do some serious healing so that you actually feel safe to be in the unknown. You can't feel safe in the unknown without healing your and processing your trauma, without healing your nervous system. And if you can't feel safe in the unknown, it's going to be really hard for you to manifest and create the life you want to live and, the, and to feel how you want to feel in it. So I would love for you all to really sit with three small things you can manifest. And this is something we talked about in the power of honoring you masterclass, which that masterclass was just so amazing. Like I was blown away in that masterclass. I loved it so, so, so much. So everyone who was there, thank you for being there. If you still want to join, you can join at the link. I am going to package it and it will go up to $44 from free to $44 very soon. I loved that class so much. It was just really powerful for me and really powerful for everyone who did it from the feedback I've received. And I asked you guys to do this in that masterclass, three small things you can manifest. And, and ones that feel a little bit of a stretch for your nervous system, but within your nervous system's window of tolerance. And this is how you practice it. And then you start to really get clear on, am I relating to the world through my woundedness or am I relating to the world from my leadership? A lot of times we're relating from our woundedness and our victimhood, and we don't even realize we're doing it. We literally are so unbelievably powerful. And this is what we work on in my 90-day group healing program, The Art of Connecting. I help guide you back to you. We go through 10 modules, releasing your addictive behaviors, processing your trauma, healing your nervous system and attachment wound, really examining your triggers, tending to tiny you, extracting your gold from your shadow and connecting back to your authentic, most powerful self so you can create a vision for your life and take the steps towards creating that vision. So it's the art of connecting and expanding, which I'm fully changing the name for the next round. We start on the 25th of February. This is the fifth round. I love this work so much. I am the original client for it. I have transformed my life I've been on a healing journey for a very long time and I have done all of the things. And this method really susses out the sneaky, subtle ways that we stay stuck. The sneaky, subtle ways that we don't feel safe to connect fully to ourselves. The sneaky, subtle ways that we are not leaders in our lives. It's everything. I want everyone to have this level of rewiring because when we rewire in this way, we become fully sovereign and powerful. And that's what I've always wanted. And it took me a long time to get here. So I am the guinea pig so that you don't have to take so long as I took. And I feel so powerfully about it. I just witnessing the transformations within this healing is so profound. So if you have questions or you want to apply, you can go to the link in my bio. You can reach out. If you're listening to the podcast, I put the link for the application in the show notes. We just have a couple of spots left. This is a small, intimate group. You get a lot of one-to-one -one time. We have daily contact on a Slack channel. We keep you accountable. It is a full rewiring. As my co-coach Kelly says, the art of connecting collapses time around healing and is the key to life. And when I say we collapse time around healing, it doesn't feel rushed. You feel like you're in this safe, nourishing container while we're also gently helping you to expand and calling out all of the bullshit that we all have 
There's never any shame. We let all the shame come forward. We hold it. We love it. We let it come into the light. We all have ways we keep ourselves stuck that we don't know we're doing it. It's just the nature of being human and our survival patterning. And so we shift you out of scarcity and survival and into abundance and expansion. And it feels like such a beautiful holding. And by the end of it, you're like, wow, I'm a different person. And it's so powerful. So reach out if you have questions. I feel so strongly about helping people shift how they manifest because a lot of times we'll start to do, and I think I started to say this earlier and then I got off track, but we'll start to do, you know, affirmations or we'll start to write down our goals. And then our brain is just like, you can't do that. That's not going to happen. And we have to do it in a way that feels We have to like trick our unconscious mind. We have to trick our survival pattern into actually feeling like it's safe to create these big things. And part of the way we do that is I am in the process of creating this, whatever it is. And your brain can't really deny that you are wherever phase you're in, even if it's day one, or even if you haven't started yet, you're in the process of creating what you want to create. I am in the process of creating the greatest love story of my life. I am in the process of creating a multi seven figure business. I am in the process of generating a new job in my life, a new home in my life. I'm in the process of creating whatever it is. What are you in the process of creating? What can you actually get behind in this moment? What can you feel safe to create? And then starting to recognize where you sacrifice your authenticity for attachment and how scared does it does little you feel to actually start to shift and relate to the world differently because when you do there will be pain there will be loss you won't be suffering anymore and some people will surprise you and your relationship dynamics will just shift and it will be so much more beautiful and powerful for both of you okay thank you all for being here If you love this episode and want to share it with the world, screenshot, post, and tag me on Instagram. The more you share it, the more people receive it, the more people heal, and the more people who expand. And if you want to get notified of the next episode, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss a chapter. Thank you for healing and expanding with me. Take time to come home to yourself always. And if you have questions about deepening into this work in my world, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram. You can send me an email. You can send me a carrier pigeon if you can find one. Thank you so much again for being here. And I will see you all soon, dear ones.